you know, when we make decisions and choices in our lives, we make those decisions based on fear or love. And it takes a lot of love and passion for something to really step into the unknown. My name is Steve Didier. Welcome to the Ronan Mindset Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, motivational speaker, best-selling author, and founder of the Project Love, Andrea Billig. Thank you very much for being here. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on this show. My pleasure. My pleasure. You've got uh, you got a little bit of an accent. Where where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Romania, so I was born and raised there. But now I'm I'm in the U.S. and uh, I live here for a few years now. I was in Southern California, but now I'm in Sedona, Arizona. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I was in Arizona. Not. Um, I was in downtown Phoenix for about three years. Well, uh, it's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. Big difference from Sedona. Big difference. Yeah. Big, big, big one. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So. Tell us a little bit about the Project Love. What is that? Well, the Project of Love is um, is a is a movement is a it's a platform and it all started actually with this book it's called um i choose love a journey from fear to love okay and i know that at the point when we are recording this you are in thailand so that actually, book I'm in came... vietnam. oh you're in vietnam okay so you already yep. moved wow wow <laughs> <You're... laughs> okay so but i was so that book came to me in uh, 2015, and that was for me a, a year where I traveled a lot. I love traveling just like you. I don't do it as extensively as you do it, maybe sometime in the future. But really traveling is such, a, such an amazing way to, to expand, to grow as a human being, to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, despite, and please, let me know if you had the same experience. But what I know is traveling on different continents is that although, you know, people speak different languages, uh, they come from different, different cultures, you know, at our deep core, we are all the same. We all need love. We all smile when we are happy. We all cry when we are sad. And we, you know, we all need this human connection. 100%. So that year to, to me, that was a, like a defining year in my life. That's when I decided to kind of leave the comfort of my hometown of Bucharest, of my apartment, um, you know, to kind of break away from my family, from my dog and kind of pursue my, my dream of, of, of living with purpose, on purpose, and of uh, developing a writing career, and basically living in a, live in the United States. This is something that I always wished for since I was a child. Uh, but that year also led to the writing of this book, and to me this came as a surprise because I consider myself a fiction author, not a, not a non-fiction author. So this was I didn't expect to write such a book. But the book came and together with the book uh, came the idea for the project of love, uh, for a documentary, for a podcast, for a series of books that uh, talk about love, uh, for a hub where people from around the world who want to make love the foundation of, of their lives can come together. So that that this is what project of love is, is a is a is a place that spreads the love 
and it, it's a place for the people who are ambassadors of love around the world can come together. And when I say ambassador of love, um, I'm also thinking about you and you and you who are watching us and about you, Steve, for what you're doing, you know, like taking the time to put together this amazing podcast and being in service to other people, showing and inspiring them with, with other people's stories. And um, so I'm, you know, in my, in my opinion, every time somebody does even a small act of kindness, uh, like helping opening the door for someone who carries like heavy bags or, or extending a smile or hugging someone. When you do that, you extend that beautiful energy of love to other people. Therefore, you are an ambassador of love and kindness, compassion, uh, enthusiasm, um, forgiveness, uh, being a giving person, service to others, unity and oneness, uh, all this I don't know, they are not emotions, they are all these frequencies are included in the frequency of love. So this is what the project of love does. It, and then it helps people may, taking the journey from fear to love because that, that this has been my journey and I'm still on the journey. I'm not all the way at the other end, but you know, when we make decisions and choices in our lives, we make, we make those decisions based on fear or love. And it takes a lot of love and passion for something to really step into the unknown. So in your case, I imagine it takes a lot of love and passion for traveling and connecting with other people and exploring other cultures to leave the comfort of a, you know, home and in your, in your, in your country and your hometown, just go and travel. So, but from my experience, you know, leaving my country when I, you know, I wasn't in my twenties, I was in my late thirties. So not everybody is able to do that without a plan and without having the courage to do it. But this journey showed me that the more you lean into, into the voice of your heart and into the courage to follow the voice of your heart, you will be supported on the journey. And I'm sure you can confirm that this. Absolutely. And that that's one of the things like the, the whole podcast, the Ronin mindset is that that mindset of doing things your own way, being mm -hmm. authentic to your true self and, and following your own path. And that's the important part. You know, you were we were talking about, you know, fear versus love. And it's very interesting because not too long ago I heard Somebody, and I cannot remember who it was, but it, it was a believe it was a, a fairly prominent motivational figure, public figure of some sort who said, the opposite of fear is not bravery. The opposite of fear is love. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. But yeah, I, I think I think that it's it's key for us to, like you said, lean in to that love for this you know, for this podcast. I, I had no idea. I, honestly, I'd never listened to podcasts before I started this ever. <laughs> Outside of, outside of Joe Rogan, I had never listened to a single podcast, but I kept being invited to be on podcasts because I had this, I had this um, presence in in credit, you know, via social media and all that. And I was mm -hmm. a, a recognized expert in the industry, so I got started being invited to be on podcasts, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was just so much fun to me. Like I got it to is. have amazing conversations with good yeah. people yeah. and it was just something I, I 
I loved, you know. And one of the guys, uh, he had a podcast. He invited me back like nine months later. And we had another amazing conversation. It was amazing. It was, it was good. It was back and forth. There was a lot of value there. And, you know, he was like, man, you, you need to do a podcast. I was like, last thing I want to do is sit there and talk about credit. He's like, come on, man. Don't be an idiot. You don't have to talk about credit. You can talk about anything that you want, anything you're passionate about, anything that, you know, jazzes you up. So I was like, hmm, that's true. And it's been, you know, it's been a great experience so far. I absolutely love it. And I get to do it while I travel. And it's just every time I get off and I meet new people, like I'm so lucky to have such amazing guests like yourself, you know, people who come from different backgrounds and, and have approached the game of life differently mm-hmm. yeah and it's just it's so much fun that's that's a big thing you just said you know the game of life uh there is a book it's been written in the uh in the 19th century it's called the game of life and how to play it by florence oh, really? shovel yeah and she talks in the book um relying on you know the parables in the bible but she talks about the power of thought and the power of imagination to to create, to consciously create our lives and the life, the reality in our lives, like what we experience on a daily basis. So this right. is my morning. The book is has very short chapters and that's my morning reading. Like I start my day, even if I, I've read the book like a thousand times, but it's always good to just have a refresher. And yeah, like life is a game and life in not in a bad way, in a good way. And when you learn the rules, meaning that the thoughts that you entertain, the beliefs, your actions, um, shape your daily experiences. And then when you become aware of the power of your imagination, because the brain doesn't can say, can tell the difference between something that's in your imagination and a dream and what you experience in real life then those are the rules of of the game they are very simple and when you learn how to play that how to play the game then everything changes oh it does because you if you can clearly imagine a goal or what you want they say you know you become what you think about most of the time yeah that was earl nightingale way back but if you combine that with action toward achieving your goal and walking down that path towards your goal, everything just opens up for you. Yeah. And, and you the have other to have thing, those two factors. That, and then the, the, there is the third one, which is the emotion, because the subconscious mind, that's where the magic happens. So the, the subconscious mind doesn't really respond to thoughts, so it, but it responds to emotions. So when yes. you are in that state of imagining whatever you want to imagine, and you can feel that emotion of joy and gratitude and wow, this is happening, then things slowly start to change in your life. They do, 100%. And for me, those emotions are so much more amplified. Like, if I have a day where I'm not that productive, Uh, I I haven't really done what I know I needed to do to uh get where I want to go, I'm just like very low energy but if i have been taking action i've been kicking ass and taking names and doing everything that i'm supposed to do which is you know we all have off days but i get done with that day and i am just on cloud nine like those emotions and that energy are on another level so yeah the 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 visualization the actions the emotions they're all tied in together but between those three things you can 
create your reality to a large degree. Yeah. In whatever and yeah. you want, whether it's relationships or, or business or whatever. Lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, as you as you mentioned, action is very important because it it's not enough to I mean, once you start getting in that zone where you kind of are in your new reality, I've been listening to Joe Dispenza lately, so <laughs> it's very fresh. But um, once you get to be in that your new reality with your new personality, then the universe will send you clues or will give will put opportunities in front of you. And if you don't take action and if you don't just you know, step right into that new reality by doing something, then it's most likely that you're going to get fall back into your old habits. Right. And fear is one of the main things mm -hmm. that prevents people from taking those steps forward. Yeah. Because the path really illuminates. I thought I heard an analogy. It was really, really good. Like you can drive across the entire country at night seeing just 200 feet in front of you with the headlights. You don't have to see any further ahead than that. And, but fear, and, and fear is a very weird thing because it could be fear of so many things, you know, fear of failure, fear of what other people might think, fear of success. There are so many things that stop people from actually taking those steps. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, fear of not being good enough, all those things that were put in our heads created in our heads most mostly during our childhood that's when things kind of happen and then the we, the rest of our life is just the continuous reminder of okay this is something that you know you need to this is the transformation you need to make within to be able to uh to really as you said earlier be yourself be your be your, your authentic self and live a life that's that's meaningful and that's joyful and that's abundant and where you can really make a difference and uh and 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 be unique because i think we are all unique but the way the society you know the education and media and all that that makes us very takes takes away the luster in, in our eyes and our uniqueness and turns on turns us into you know People Especially the American school to... system yeah. just programs you to be a robot. It was designed that way, you know, a century ago, but it, it wants people to conform. And it's a very tough programming to fight for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Again, they're, they're scared of stepping outside yeah. of that. Because it's part of our human, one of, a, one of our human basic needs is to belong, right? Because if we belong, then we survive. Um, but then if we, you know, where, I mean, there, there's all, there are always people out there who will find us. Or once, especially when we decide to follow our hearts and be authentic, we will find our tribe. When I came to the United States, I didn't know anybody. I don't have any family here. So all my family is back in Romania. I didn't know anybody. And, uh, but I was so grateful, especially, you know, in the beginning, just being in Southern California, Orange County, beach cities, all that beautiful area. As a tourist, I was so grateful. I was so grateful to be able in November to 
uh, to be at the beach and feel the sun on my skin. You know, November is one of the worst months to be in Romania. It, it gets really cold and it gets really dark and it's not winter, really. I mean, there is no snow. There is just like, and I was there and there was so much gratitude in that moment for me that I, I just met people and then I made friends and then those friends became my sole family here and yeah it was just one door opening after another and I never I never doubted I mean I said okay I I just I, I wish I, I I lived here permanently that was like the whisper of my heart and yeah. I didn't I didn't have an attachment or about how is it going to happen when is it going to ha when is it going to happen i didn't have a plan i just follow the you know the synchronicities that i was just guided like this and so yep. it took about four years but it happened yeah it's, it's funny how that works and i think that you know like you said your vibe attracts your tribe but I think people have to be very, very aware of who they're spending their time with. Yes. Because yeah. if you are around, you know, that old saying of, you know, you are the sum total of your five closest friends or the people you spend the most time with. And I truly believe that. You have to be very, very aware of who you're spending time with and actively look to be around people who conform or not conform, but who fit the future that you want to create for yourself. Yeah. And when you take those steps and you, you act out of love and out of faith and you go for it, like when I moved, I, uh, I moved to Mexico from Las Vegas in 2013. So yeah, a little over 10 years ago, I knew nobody. I decided on Playa del Carmen. I put, I sold everything that I owned or gave it away to charity, whatever I could do. I put myself, two suitcases, and a dog in the car and we drove down to Mexico. I didn't speak a word of Spanish. And, you know, it's, it's notoriously dangerous driving through Mexico, but I was like, you know, whatever, I'm gonna do it. And I ended up in Playa del Carmen. And just through random circumstances, I met some of the most amazing people and two, three of my best friends of all time live there that I've met because similar mindsets, similar interests, similar energy. And, you know, these are, these are guys that I interact with on a daily basis. Now they're part of my, part of my tribe, you know, but yeah. I didn't know anybody when I went there, I just went there and figured it out. They called you in there is nothing random. You know, we think things are happen randomly and they don't, they happen most of the time because, you know, they are part of the, of the, of the divine design of our lives or because we sometimes not sometimes oftentimes we decide to take a detour so we call other experience in just to remind us hey you know you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to 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 be there but the good thing is that we can always go back to our to our destiny to our plan and 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 fulfilling yeah i know for me that was a very life-changing event of a complete radical change in my life and you know, even recently, I left Mexico, went back to the States for a couple months to visit family. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I ended up in a, in a, a situation that was kind of unique because, you know, I ended a, you know, 
over a year ago, I had ended a, um, you know, long-term relationship and I had shut down my credit business and then my dog of 11 years passed away. Oh, and you know, he, he was, you know, it was broke me, but you know, he had a good run. He's an amazing dog and he traveled with me and went to Mexico. He went everywhere, but you know, all of a sudden I was in that position where, okay, I've got nothing tying me down because it's tough to travel with a 95 pound pit bull. It's very difficult. <laughs> so, uh, no, no relationship. Uh, not, I, I had shut down the part of the business that required me to be in certain time zones to be on the phone all day long and no pets. So I was like, you know what? I put everything together and I just, I've been on the road. Like I'm, I'm have to leave here in eight days. I still don't know where I'm going. I think I'm going to go to Cambodia, but I have to book a ticket in Airbnb, but I, you know, like whatever, I'll, I'll figure it out when the, when the inspiration strikes me, I'll, I'll leave and I'll go and I'll be in the right spot. You know, it was a, it was a last minute decision to come here. I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I was going to go to Southern Thailand. But I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Vietnam. I'm like, looked at flights 50 bucks so i was like ah, i booked it <laughs> <laughs> you know i have actually i have to say i have so many questions for you but this is your podcast so you'll have to be a guest on my podcast the project of love and there i can ask you all the questions i have <laughs> for you for sure for sure i have to like, catch you when you are somewhere where you have internet available good good internet so you know I've got amazing internet here I, I am right in uh downtown saigon and I've got the most amazing internet. It's like 300 up, 300 down. So if you want to do it in the next eight days, just let me know. Okay. Okay. So how are the... after that? I have no idea. Well, isn't it wonderful to just be able to, because many of us in, I think getting rid of those possessions and, you know, just freeing, freeing yourself from having stuff. It, it was the same for, for me when I came to the United States, I came with two suitcases. And uh, I was in a relationship as well. So I stayed with friends and then I was in a relationship. So I didn't need, you know, other stuff than my clothes and a car. So once that relationship ended, you know, I had to buy <laughs> things, including <laughs> plates and forks. But yeah, that's, um, we, we don't come with things on this planet and we certainly don't live with things. We live with the joy and the love that's within our hearts with the connections we forge throughout our lives with the joy we bring to other people with with the satisfaction that we gave it all and that we we live life to the fullest so something to remember how was that for you when you got rid of all your stuff and got it down to two suitcases well i i uh, well i have to say i still have an apartment in romania so i didn't really because okay. uh, you know my mom is alive and she's very attached to all that but um it was like okay what what am i bringing with me you know i mean i know here you you've got you you you, you can get your hand on everything you want but um just selecting some of the clothes that I liked and deciding which ones to bring and which not to bring was, you know, was that was the first time in my life when I had to make that choice. But but I learned that actually I don't need a lot to be I don't need a lot of stuff to be happy and uh, I don't need a change of clothes every other hour to, you know, feel good about myself. And to this day, 
I, uh, although now I have Amazon Prime, but I do my best to just stick to the to the necessary to not, you know, surround myself with stuff that things that I don't really need. So it it's a uh, it's weird how attached we get to yeah. material things. Yeah, because you know, I had a I had a house, you know, three car garage. I had all that, and um, it was so difficult for me to part with basic material items, you know, like, you know, I had uh, suits and I had shirts and I had, you know, you, you, when you have a house and you have, you know, I was married previously, I had a divorce, but you know, I still had a house full of stuff and I was going through it and it was like, uh, uh -huh. why, why, why? Like, there's no reason to keep this. Like, and I can't even to now, I, I it was tearing me up. They're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to get rid of it. I'm like, it's going to, I can't even remember the stuff that I was so worked up about getting rid of because it doesn't mean anything. The only yeah. stuff that I kept, um, and I got some boxes in storage at a friend of mine's house. Mm -hmm. The only stuff that I kept was things that were irreplaceable, uh, things that had sentimental value. For example, you know, I used to, I used to fight Muay Thai, so I had, you know, trophies and things like that. You know, I can't. Those are things that have a high value for me because of the experiences that went with them. And, you know, there are things like that, things from childhood or, you know, things, you know, gifts from my mom and dad or, you know, things like that, that have a, a special meaning that I can't just go out and buy. Yeah. So that's, that's it. And now I'm down even further. Now I'm down to a suitcase and a carry on. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. <laughs> that makes traveling less expensive. It's hard to, to travel with a lot of check check bags for certain, so oh, yeah. yeah, it is very very difficult. So, how would you, with the you know with your project love and you know that's that's kind of the angle that you take on that. How would you say that you know people who are looking to maybe start their own business or go off on their own path somehow, whatever whatever that looks like. To that person and they and they want to you know they're stuck where they're at and they want to break free like you know like you did going from romania to the states or or starting a business or whatever how would you say like practical application how would you say that they can use the power of love to help make those changes wow good question uh, uh well <laughs> yeah that's why you you have your own podcast now <laughs> the, the guy who told you to, who took to start your own was right um well, first of all, you know, the um, everything is in this universe is is frequency and vibration and energy. I'm I'm not the one. I'm not saying other people smarter than me said said that before. And I, I, I believe that. So every emotion, every everything that we experience, oh mosquitoes, we experience in our life is is has a frequency. So, um, and the way the, 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 this, the, this game of life works is that we attract uh, situations and people that are on the same frequency. So when we are in a, you know, in a state of what they say, it's a low frequency, like fear, anger, um, uh, within that range, shame, guilt, uh, disappointment, all that, the frequency guilt, guilt is really is a powerful bad one. Yeah, so that's that's really low. So we are going to attract uh, or magnetize in our lives situations that uh, are 
on the same on the, at the same level uh, the other thing about fear is that it is very it it contracts it's very debilitating so it takes a lot of energy actually to experience those low frequency emotions and also to stifle your true personality your true self your authentic self so that's it takes a lot to be somebody that you're not actually right. so when you are able to be more and more in that state of love and gratitude and joy by focusing on the things that are working in your life by by looking at the sky and saying hey i'm so grateful that i am able to look at the sky today you know there are people who are in prison and who can't see the sky or people who are blind and can see the sky so there are all these things around us that we are that we take for granted because we are used to it, but there is always something to be grateful and there is always something to embrace with this energy of love in, in, in a person's life. So I think right. that's the first step to just be more and more in this frequency because this is also an expand, uh, a frequency that call, and then, you know, look at your partner or your spouse, your parents, your friends, even if you don't have uh, a life partner right, right now, uh, when I was younger, you know, when I if I didn't if I didn't have a relationship, it was the end of the world. I mean, why? Why? I need a, but now, I I've learned to enjoy my own company and uh, also to appreciate that love that comes to me from other people in other forms, not necessarily from as a romantic love like friends, and and people I help. That's love too. Um, so just yeah. see the love that surrounds you in in different forms and even as i said earlier like a stranger saying hi or smiling to me while walking the streets of huntington beach early on when i was still a tourist and seeing people smiling at me and uh, how are you doing today i was like oh wow this doesn't happen in a big city like bucharest so to me it was like oh that wasn't and that was love they were extending you know a form of love so cultivating and then you know remembering when when you were a child what was it that you really loved to do what what were your dreams what were, were you into really and and get into back to that enthusiasm and, and faith that you can actually accomplish whatever you set your mind to accomplish and then another step is just to look at other people you know there are so many people and we we are so good at coming up with excuses oh i'm too old i don't have the skills uh, uh i don't have the money you know but i mean steve here and myself we are the living proof that once we you put your heart and soul into into something and that's part of your life journey i mean it's designed for you uh yeah. doors will open up for you the the universe actually is very supportive of people who have the courage to follow their hearts so i'm not saying you know just leave your job tomorrow it's always a good time it's always a good idea to you know have a, a, a have some safe financial safety and security Plan. but yeah and take step but if you steps but if you decide like okay now i want to really pursue my my dreams you know, start planning for that financially and take it financially. And also uh, in terms of how you organize your life, maybe you watch less TV and you spend more time developing your skills and talents uh, and start 
planning and we now we can talk forever about financial education something some that's something that you know i'm sure more than i do but uh, basically, um, I would not say, okay, just quit what you're doing today and, and just, just jump head on into something new. What I would say, quit today, um, a mindset and habits that are not serving you. So be aware of your thoughts, stop entertaining the thoughts that don't serve you, that brings, that bring you down, uh, give up the habits that are not uh, building up your vitality and energy because to, to jump into the unknown and start something new and build a business, you need a lot of energy. And if you don't have that energy, you're not going to be able to do it. So now we, we, we can talk about life habits. And as you said earlier, just surround yourself with people who, who uh, support you, who believe in you and who have this mindset that anything is possible. And you know, not everybody has access to Tony Robbins or, um, you know, Joe Dispenza and all this, but they are there on the internet and Steve who yeah. is traveling. Everybody has them. access. So not in person, but not you person, can, but yeah, you you can, can hang it. out with these people just by, you know, watching their videos, um, yeah. you know, reading their books. It's another way of, because I was thinking, oh, I'm here in Sedona and I want to hang out just like you said, with people who are smarter than I am and they are more advanced on the path. How do I do that? And I said, well, for now, I can just watch a, uh, I can just watch a, a video or, you know, I can enroll in a, in a group coaching course and I, I can connect with people like that. So, and then, yeah, uh, listen to podcasts with amazing guests that have amazing <laughs> stories and just rem remind yourself that um you can you can do it and it's never too late yeah it, it is it is never too late I've, i'm changing my life completely right now and i'm 51 just because i wanted to yeah. <laughs> you know i was like ah, i don't like this one. but one thing that you were saying as you were talking something was really kind of clicking for me you know when i'm when i'm talking to people and, and helping them with mindset, especially when they're looking at building confidence and getting over that fear. One of the biggest things that I'll advise people to do is, you know, stack those small wins, mm -hmm. stack the wins, you know, get a win. Like it can start the first thing in the morning. Okay. You say you're going to get up early. You're saying you're going to get up at, you know, five o'clock, get up at five o'clock. That's a win. Say you're going to work out in the morning, work out. That's a win. Now, now, you know, you're going to eat, right? You have a healthy breakfast. Now you're three, four, five wins in before you even start on your work day. And that is going to build that confidence, going to build those habits. But what that really is, and this is what clicked when you were talking, is really, that is self-love. Because you're giving yourself a pat on the back. You're okay. I won. I, it's a win, you know, and you're, you're grateful for that. And that's really kind of giving yourself a form of self-love and doing the things that you know, you need to do on a day to day to day basis. That's another form of self-love when it boiled right down to it. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's an amazing tip that you, you're giving people. And I also uh, mentioned this in, in my book, I choose love a journey from fear to love because yeah, self-confidence is, is a, 
it's a big big factor in in somebody's uh, not just success, but having being content with with who they are. So building this self confidence, especially when the voice in our head is so critical, so many times, is so so important. Yeah, we yeah. really need to yeah. watch and be cognizant yeah. of what we're thinking because our thoughts, the majority of the time, are not necessarily positive. Yeah. So. So yeah, but this can all this can always be changed. Let's become more aware and and um, and uh, replace that 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 thought immediately with 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 a with a with a different thought that supports you. Yeah, you have to be really aware of what's going on in your head. Like I think we have seventy five thousand different thoughts a day. So. There's no way, you know, if all control what you're thinking, you can't control. They're just coming randomly. But what you can control is which ones you give energy to. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes the biggest difference. You know, so like, oh, I'm having this bad thought feeling. I'm going to think this. And that's what I'm going to give my energy to. And that's where I'm going to put my focus to. And that, you know, just being aware of what's going on in your head is a huge step. I think. Yeah, because then, you know, the thoughts that you that you think, then they create an emotion and then the emotion triggers a behavior and then you're just in a loop like this and you're running in a circle and then you kind of experience the same the same things with different people and you wonder why, why, why is that? That's because, you know, you're the same person and and uh, the, the, the your reality will will change when you change your personality so 100 percent uh was it wayne dyer that said change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change yeah another one and of my it's, favorites <laughs> it's powerful it is it powerful. is yeah yeah yeah, because even in a, you know, I wrote another book. It's called Five Easy Steps to Ending a Toxic Relationship. And now I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm considering changing the title because um, there is no such thing as a toxic relationship. A, a relationship can be dysfunctional, but it is there to teach you something. So when you, yeah. when you, when you are able to, to look at it and see, okay, what us painful as it can be because it's very sometimes it can be very hard and painful to look at ourselves with honesty and say hey you know i'm pointing my finger at that person but actually i'm pointing like three fingers at me because i'm doing that as well so um mm -hmm. it's that kind of relationship shows you where you need to go in and change things transform things so you can have the relationship you want. So those people are our greatest teachers and it's not easy to be in that role from, you know, like a soul's perspective to take on that role. Oh, you know, I'm going to be really, really abusive to this, to this person emotionally. And I'm going to be like a jerk just to teach her that she needs to, you know, love herself and have boundaries and, 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 you know, I had one of those relationships and it was really high highs, really low lows. But ultimately what it did is shown a light on the things that I had to fix. Yeah. So although it was very trying at the time, it was a very painful experience. Mm -hmm. When I came out of that, I had a very clear idea of the things that I needed to work on. Yeah. And I did. 
And ever since then, it's, you know, <laughs> things have been so much easier in terms of relationships, interpersonal relationships with women and stuff like that. It's just been so much easier once I fixed a couple of key things that were in me, but I, you know, you turn a blind eye to those things in a lot of cases, yeah. but when you get in a certain relationship, kind of shines a light on it and you have no choice but to be like, okay, I, uh, I got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's more empowering when you think of, oh, you know, I created this. I attracted this in my life for a reason rather than, oh, he's doing this to me or she's doing this. No, you know, I, I attracted this. So if I attracted this, I have the power to attract something different. And the other thing is, I know because it happens to me as well. You know, when I get into a, like sucked up in, into a heated argument and I feel like, oh, he's doing this to me. And we tend to take things so personally and everything feels so damn serious. And again, life is a game. So if we only, you know, like took a step back and relax and say, oh, you know, now I'm experiencing this. Um, that doesn't mean that we condone a behavior that's inappropriate, right. but just like, oh, this is an experience. Oh, it feels like this. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Well, how about mm -hmm. I choose a different experience? How about I choose feeling cherished and supported? So that takes a lot of really extreme self-awareness. Yeah. And in a in a kind of a neutral sort of thing, because a lot of people I think veer too far and they just start pointing the oh i suck i'm horrible i'm worthless okay you can't do that neither can you just point the finger at the other person and say it's all them it's all them because that's completely disingenuous yeah but you have to find that balance of where and it's very difficult because true self-awareness we we view life through a paradigm and of our own lens of how we view the world and in most exactly. cases yeah that in most people's cases that means we're right and everybody else is wrong or we're always wrong and we're really down on ourselves. And you have to find as objective a point of view as you can so you can really address whatever issues and really isolate what was your fault, what wasn't, learn from it and make the necessary changes. And I think also this, uh, you know, like uh, labeling things as, as good and uh, good or bad or you're wrong or, you know, it's your fault. It's... Uh, Let's just, as you said, we all experience life through our own lens. So we, we all had, especially in childhood, not to mention previous lives, all sorts of experiences who shaped our personality. Um, so when a person, let's say a person is angry, the, the recipient of the anger is me, merely merely a trigger. The, the anger is within the uh, within that person. I, I don't know what Sage said at some point. You know, if if you squeeze a lemon, you're going to get lemon juice. If you squeeze an orange, you're going to squeeze orange juice. So, whenever a situation there is a trigger, a situation what brings to the surface out of that person is not so much about you. So it's about that person. So um, it's just their way of reacting, of being, of being hurt most of the time. Well, we fall it, into patterns yeah. as well. And a lot of time, these patterns of behavior are not necessarily conducive to a good outcome. No. And they reinforce this continual behaviors on, on ourselves. And one thing that you said just now too, that struck me was labeling things. We tend to label everything and that's 
dangerous because those labels aren't necessarily correct. Yeah, it's just our lens, just as you said, it's, it's our, our lens. lens. And our lens usually yeah. is kind of uh, smudged with our own hurt and pain. And then we, you know, mm -hmm. we project yeah, it. There's on a lot food. of distortion going yeah. on there. <laughs> and, you know, society would have us label a lot of things as well, you know, like toxic masculinity. That's a pet peeve of mine. Like true masculinity is not toxic. True masculinity is the opposite of there are toxic people, but true masculine energy is not toxic. And, you know, people have these labels that they throw on things. And a lot of times they're just incorrect, whether we put the label on or society puts this label on. And it's something, another thing that we have to be really aware of. Now that you mentioned that, I, I was just thinking, I, I froze for, for a second, because now I think I want to have you on my podcast to talk about mascul masculinity and the power of love. Because I, you know, I, I, I was never, I never, you know, because despite of the, you know, I had some hard relationships, but I never went to, I never said, oh, you know, men are, and men are toxic or men are bad. And I know some men are hurt. So then they hurt other people or they tend to hurt other people. But yeah, there is the way the, you know, masculine and feminine were created by the creator. Um, they complement each other. They support each other and they create together. So that's the yes. true masculinity, masculinity. And I think men need to remember that and women need to support, to see that in men and, and yeah. help men bring that to the surface, not fight men, not battle, not label men, but just hold the right. space for them. Well, I can talk about that for hours. We aren't okay. even gonna get into it. <laughs> okay, not yeah, now. It, it is true, it yeah. is true. Masculine and feminine energies complement each other so well mm -hmm. and they create. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, you know, men and women are different and that's okay. I think people really need to kind of take a step back, especially with the stuff going on, you know, in the, in the US and the Western world right now. It's okay to be different. It's not saying one is better than the other, No, but we are different. <laughs> it is not only okay, it's a beautiful thing because those kind of energies combine to, like you said, create. And that is something that, you know, men are not taught to be true men these days. And women are, you know, taught to hate men. And it's just, it's just really screwing up a lot of stuff. And women are taught to be men. Yeah. Yeah, not to be men. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, that's not the way to go. No. <laughs> I, I was I was <laughs> I was trying to explain to somebody here in Vietnam. Uh this friend of mine has she has a cousin here and we met up and she showed me around, brought me to some places. It's really kind of neat to have a local yeah. guide. And I was trying to explain to her, and this is a, a 24 year old, highly educated young woman, right? I was trying to explain to her what's going on in the US right now in terms of men and women and transgenderism and men can have babies and all this oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. She was like, I, she's like, I don't, there must be a language barrier. I don't, you, men can't get pregnant. That's stupid. What, what the f are you talking about? I'm like, exactly. Right. I might as well have been telling her that, hey, you know what? If you jump off a building, you're going to fall up. She was like, <laughs> and she just couldn't wrap her head around it. She's like, yeah, Americans are freaking stupid. I'm like, I, I agree. <laughs> well, 
Well, not you know. I mean, there are people who buy into this thing all over the world. So I don't think it's, yeah. it's you know, it's it's a worldwide situation right now. But um, not not it's not as bad. I've been to a lot of countries, and there are a lot of countries outside the U.S. that still know that men and women are different. Well, I guess that they, they don't watch TV that much, probably. That's probably good. Yeah, that's probably good. But... Although, you know, I remember when I went to Thailand, so I went to southern Thailand, uh, Kanom area, Nakhon Sitamarat. I don't know if you made it all the way there. Um, no, I, I haven't. I'm heading down to southern Thailand. Um, I'm probably going to be in Cambodia for a while. That's the that's general plan that I have. Um, spend a couple of weeks or a month in Cambodia and then go to, I'll probably base in uh, Koh Samui. Oh, yeah, island. yeah, you told me. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember they had these uh, like like really shabby shabby houses, homes because they don't pay a lot of they don't pay attention too much at the the way that they are. They, you don't see the houses like in Laguna Beach or you know in yeah. Las Vegas. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but they had they had this. I could see because they had the window the doors open. So through the open uh, doors, walking by, I could see like these big flat screens uh in their home so they they watch tv but yeah so and i want to say because I, since i mentioned thailand that i'm um i'm going to release uh finally a novel i wrote a novel when i was 14 and that was never published and oh, finally wow. this this september end of beginning of october i wrote a trilogy uh it's a contemporary romance trilogy about a woman who travels the world to find true love so the first book happens in Southern California and the second book is in, set in Dublin, Ireland. So these are both places where I spend quite a bit, quite a bit of time. And then in 2015, I was in Thailand, uh, that area, Nakonsi Tamarat Kanom, which is, uh, is getting more and more popular among tourists. So the third book is, happens in Thailand. So that's the end oh, of the trilogy. Cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like really it. excited. How many books have you written? Oh, uh, <laughs> I lost probably overall. Um, so I have four published so far, a collection of short stories uh, that's traditionally published by MP Publishing in Yellow Men. And then I have three uh, nonfiction books. And then uh, I have these three books ready to go. So I don't know. I think I have about 10 books. But so far, only four have been published with three more to, to follow. For sure. Well, we may have to talk because I'm. I have a. I was going to self. I wrote a book on credit. I don't think I'll ever probably publish that. But I've I've started the very preliminary stages of writing a book on mindset. I love to do that. I I would I love it. It's it's going to be a while till it's written because I want to make sure that it, it it is good. But one thing that I've been so blessed is with the different people that have come on the podcast. I'm getting yeah. such amazing, and I'm just like. Yeah. Mentally, I'm taking yeah. notes. I'm oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's nice. That's good. So it's going to be a, you know, kind of a compilation of a lot of really brilliant minds and different takes on different aspects of mindset and how to really not just survive, but thrive in whatever area you're looking to go. Okay. Here, I have two things to say. One thing I want to say is that I'm also, um, so I also created Self Publishing Mastery, um, which is a, it's a it's an educational center award winning but we also help people to self-publish their books 
successfully. So I do coach people and we have book marketing services and editors and all that stuff. If you need help with your book, um, just... All right. I've got another book that I uh, started... Uh, the concept happened when was that I, when I was doing, when I had my real estate company in Las Vegas, I was looking at a lot of the different things in terms of success. And it wasn't really mindset related. It was more the, the, the operational aspect of things, but I've got the title and I've started to get it outlined. So yeah, I've got those two in yeah. the work. So we're, we'll definitely be talking. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, because you said the word the the word thrive, so uh, the tagline for the you know I had the project of love and I I was like oh I need a tagline I need a tagline what would be a, a good tagline and a, a good tagline needs to be memorable and short and eventually I came up with love thrive shine because the idea is that as I explained earlier once you are able to access this frequency and be in this frequency uh, more and more then you finally are able to unlock your true self and that's when you actually thrive because we are not here to survive we forget that and um even you know when you get a house and you get a car but if you still work like 12 hours a day in a job that you hate then that's not thriving that's surviving and once you thrive so you find your passion your gift then you can shine and Really, you shine, you radiate, radiate that light that, that says that, okay, I'm, I know who I am. I know I am here for. And so therefore you are just like a light bulb. Like Steve, yep. look at yeah, him. That That's how he is. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. And then, you know, people I'm are happy. drawn to you. Yeah. He said, look, you see, and, and, and so then people are drawn to you. You are they're like, tell me how are you doing this? Just to be next to that, just being, being next to someone who is authentic and is living with passion. That's all I like so much about, I love about Tony Robbins, his passion for whatever he's doing. And I don't know, real, not real. I don't care. Is there. I feel it when he's speaking. Yeah. So just being yep. next to someone like that is like, oh, wow, it's so empowering and inspiring. Contagious. Yeah. It's contagious. Yeah. So yeah, following your own path. You, you, you really thrive as a human being when you follow your own path, something that's authentic to you. And that is the way of the Ronin right there. Yes. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and I would love to be on your podcast and we'll be talking about the books because I, um, you know, I, I've, th this whole traveling has, and this podcast and everything else has just opened my eyes to so many, I mean, I've traveled a lot before, but now just being completely free, you know, without like we all the different reasons I, I mentioned before, dog, girlfriend, business, whatever, I changed my business model so that. I can just do this kind of thing and travel and go where I want. And it, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. It is yeah. just, it, it's hard to describe. Not that I was living against, cause I was living very much in alignment with my own values and who I was before. But you know, with the credit business, I had gotten to the point where, you know, I'd lived in Mexico for a long time and lived in the U S I'd lived, you know, all over in that, those time zones. So I could do business. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And, but I was just tired, 
you know, of, of, of being on the phone eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I was tired of, you know, having to grind and do sales and follow up and all that. I'm very good at it, but I, my heart wasn't in it. My passion wasn't in it. And I would, I would finish the day just feeling drained or I'd get off calls and I would just feel drained. And I'd wake up in the morning and uh, just like a fight. Like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? It was just, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't like happy. Yes, I had my own business. I had my own schedule. I could live kind of where I wanted, Mexico, Vegas, Phoenix. I was bounced around and I had a good lifestyle. And, you know, I had the high rise penthouse in Phoenix and I had the Maserati and I had all this stuff. But I just was like waking up every day and being like, I don't want to do this, (laughs) you know. And now I do the marketing, I shoot videos, I do content creation. Mm -hmm. It's very fulfilling. And then with the podcast, I don't, you know, there's not like money flowing in from it. I haven't even launched yet. But every single time I get off an interview with a guest, you know, I've had, like I said, I've been so lucky to have some just amazing people on and I am just jazzed up. I had, I finished a podcast last night at like three o'clock. I got to bed about four <laughs> and then we, we hopped on at what, nine or something my time. Yeah. So yeah, I had about four hours of sleep. I slept from about four to about eight, but I have so much energy. I'm so yeah. juiced up right now. You know, so I love this stuff. Yeah. So being able to get up in the morning, even if you're on four hours of sleep and just be excited. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, I'll go have, I'll go have breakfast at a little place down here and I'll come back and I'll shoot some videos and mm-hmm. then I'll, you know, it's just, I love every day now. That's the way that's life. That's, that's real. That's, that's, that's a life that's worth living. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll jump online and book a flight somewhere else. Yeah. So maybe you can get <laughs> so, it for thirty dollars this time. You know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? And then they'll charge me fifty dollars for my overweight bag. But you know, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> so, but yes, I really, really appreciate you coming on. It was Thank a pleasure. And. Uh, if there's anything like where can people find you, give your socials, tell us, I'll put them up on the screen. Um, books, social media. Oh, oh that's a lot. I mean, find you? I want to say that actually my pen name is AG. So AG Billig, you, if you, if you search Andrea Billig, you won't really find me. So I have an author website, which is agbillig.com. That's where you can learn about my books. And then the project of love.com speaks about, um, this other project of mine. And then you, there you will find the, my podcast, The Project of Love. And then if you are an author or aspiring author uh, looking for information and for help, then selfpublishingmastery.com, that's the place to go. Um, I'm also on Instagram, AGB League Author, because I love taking pictures. So uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, and yeah, there is always something to photograph here in Sedona. It's, I've been here a year now and it keeps blowing my mind with, with, with this beauty. So when you come back to the United States, you, we can do a live show here in Sedona. <laughs> no, that would be so here. much fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. 
so yeah so you yeah and then i have a youtube channel but i think the safest bet is just to if you put those links in the you know in the description that's the easiest, the easiest way for and then my books are on amazon that's what i can show right now i just love a journey from fear to love and my novel will be released later this september it's coming up it's coming up all right well look her up ag billig thank you so much again for being here thank you